I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VEASAN Daily Morning Bets. Here is your host, Josh Applebaum. Hello and welcome to VEASAN Daily Morning Bets, a quick 15-minute podcast highlighting the top games and biggest line moves that bettors need to know about each day. Today is Monday, December 19th. Game of the Night. For the Game of the Night, we're going to wrap up NFL Week 15 with a big Monday Night Football showdown kicking off at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN between the L.A. Rams and the Green Bay Packers. Currently, the Packers are listed as a 7-point home favorite with a total of 39.5. Now, both these teams coming into this game are really looking to maybe keep their postseason berths alive. They're both unlikely to make the playoffs, but not quite mathematically eliminated. The Rams, former defending champs here, they've had a really bad Super Bowl hangover year. They're 4-9. and nine. They just snapped, finally, a six-game losing skid with a come-from-behind win over the Las Vegas Raiders, 17-16, to where they were trailing there late. You had a 98-yard Baker Mayfield final drive to win that thing in his debut. He's only been there five minutes, led him to a victory, winning outright as a six-point road dog. Meanwhile, now you're looking at Green Bay, 5-8. and eight. Uh, Been an underwhelming here for Aaron Rodgers as well, uh, and they just snapped a two-game losing skid with a 28-19 win over the Chicago Bears, covering as a three-and-a-half-point road favorite. And Green Bay is coming off a bye, so they would have a bit of a rest advantage here. We have seen favorites off a bye so far this season uh, cover the spread at a clip of 9-8 and eight ATS. They're around 56% historically coming off a favor off a bye uh, over the last five years. What we've seen in this one, this game actually opened Green Bay as an eight-point favorite at home, and the public really doesn't know what to do. They're 50-50. They still see Aaron Rodgers and Lambeau. Uh, and kind of the uh, you know the, the the frozen tundra, all the excitement, the favoritism, the bias toward betting Green Bay and Rodgers at home. But then they're also like, hey, Green Bay's not that good. The Rams aren't very good either, but that is kind of a big number. So the public is right down the middle, 50-50. And anytime I see a 50-50 bet split, I immediately look toward, is there a line move? Because in a vacuum, theoretically, if the tickets are even 50-50, a line shouldn't move at all. Uh, but what we have seen here is a line move toward the Los Angeles Rams. It looks like some respected money has taken the points here with the Rams. The Rams, again, open as a plus eight road dog. They got down to plus seven and a half, and now they're down to plus seven. So we've seen an adjustment here from plus eight down to plus seven in favor of uh, the Los Angeles Rams. And again, that's notable because 50-50, a line shouldn't move at all. Yet we are seeing a move toward the Rams. Reading between the lines tells me some respected money is grabbing the points here and not laying it. And the Rams would match quite a few betting systems. If you look at these bigger dogs, uh, plus seven or more, the German Shepherds, as I like to call them, 
They're 30 and 18 against the spread this year, 63%. Primetime dogs are 27 and 18 ATS, 60%. You look at Sean McVay in particular as a road dog. He's 9 and 5 ATS in his career, 64% as the Rams head coach. And some correlative betting as as well. Uh, we kind of talked about this quite a bit on the Market Insights pod as well as Morning Bets. But um, I think the big mistake is, you know, with a lot of new betters, they just say, hey, what's the, what, you know, what's the side? Spread, money line, who's going to win or cover? But they don't really factor into the, uh, the kind of the way they approach the side based upon how the total is. Because the total uh, can really kind of, you know, pull back the curtain and give you an indication of, you know, is there value or a box to be checked off uh, based on how the total compares to the side. So the whole point being here. Uh, we're going to get to this total in a second, but a very low total of 39.5. So if you are a dog in the NFL, you want a low total because a uh, fewer amount of expected points scored makes it uh, kind of harder for the favorite to cover the number. If you want a favorite, you want a high total. So high total will be you know something close to 50. Low total in the NFL, something closer to 40. So more points scored with a high total makes, basically makes it more, uh, more likely or easier for the favorite to cover the number. So always remember, favorites. You want a high total, dogs, you want a low total. So this one is a very low total of 39.5. So, again, it's going to be harder to cover, you know, a seven-point spread if you're Green Bay when they're only expecting, you know, less than 40 points in the game. Now, looking at the total, we have seen some respective money go under here. The total opened at 41. It's been bet down to 39.5. That movement is notable because you're actually getting 70% of bets on the over. So the public, even though, obviously, you don't have this Rams high-flying offense that you saw last year, there's no Stafford, no Cooper Cup. Uh, both injured here, Green Bay, you still think of Rodgers. Uh, but they're just saying still, hey, it's a low total. It's got to go over. But why are the odds makers dropping the total to make it easier for the public to cover the over when they're already hitting the over to begin with? So, again, looks like some reverse line movement to this under. Some respect to money leaning under. Primetime unders are 27 and 18 this year, 60%. When the total falls at least a half point. So that's just a uh, straight-up indication of some respect to money going under. Those unders that fall at least half point, 66 and 45 this year, 60%. Also, you always got to look at the forecast when you get to the NFL this late in the season. Uh, we have seen these outdoor divisional unders do very well. You had the primetime under last night cash as well. This isn't obviously a, a divisional game here, uh, but you are going to look at kind of weather maybe playing a factor at the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. It's going to be about uh, mid teens, uh, 10 to 15 miles, uh, 10 to 15 uh, degrees. Uh, you're going to get winds about 10 miles per hour, so a little bit of wind here. And you have seen Sean Smith, 57% historically to that under. So it looks like some respected money hit the under. And definitely some money here grabbing uh, the Rams here, plus the points, moving them from plus 8 down to plus 7. And I'll just give you a little bit of uh, advice here. If you're getting ready for the game tonight, if you are going to tune into Monday Night Football Countdown on ESPN, the show right before the game, you might see myself in a DraftKings uh, commercial right before the game starts. So keep an eye out for your podcast hosts. Uh, you should be seeing that commercial air right before the game tonight on Monday Night Football to wrap up to wrap up NFL Week 15 between the Rams and the Green Bay Packers. Best of the rest. For the best of the rest, we're going to look toward another football game for tonight, but this one instead is an afternoon bowl game. We're going bowl game. Uh, we're going bowl game, as I should say, a 2.30 p.m. Eastern time game. Nice little afternoon game here. Uh, give us something to sweat here in the afternoon between Connecticut and Marshall. This is the Myrtle Beach Bowl, 2.30 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. Currently, Marshall is listed as a 12 or 12.5 point favorite with a very low total of 40.5 in this one. Now, going to this bowl game, we've seen Marshall go 8-4. They're playing well. They've won four straight. They just beat Georgia State their last time out, 
28 to 23. They did not cover, however, as a six and a half point home favorite. Meanwhile, UConn, the little engine that could, pretty good story here. They've been really bad for a long time, I can tell you. I live in Boston, and college football really isn't very popular up here. We're kind of a pro sports uh, area, but college football, UConn, they've been a surprise. They've been a pretty good story. Six and six, uh, overall making a bowl game. They had a three-game win streak, snapped their last time out. They lost to Army 34-17, to did not cover as a 10.5-point road dog in that one. Uh, but looking at this matchup, uh, public is saying, hey, give me the little engine that could with, with Connecticut here. They're getting around 55% of bets across the market, saying just, hey, it's a lot of points there, getting 12, 12 and a half. However, it looks like respective money is actually fading that trending do trendy dog and laying the points with Marshall. Marshall actually opened as a 10 and a half point neutral site favorite. And we've seen this line now get up to minus 12, minus 12 and a half. So that's notable because only 45% of bets are on Marshall. Like if public is on Connecticut here, nothing overwhelming. It's not 80% of bets on Connecticut, but they are getting 55%. If a majority of bets are on UConn, then why are the odds makers moving the number further toward Marshall to make it easier or hand out more points for the public to cover with UConn? So if it looks too good to be true, typically it is. This would classify to me as a fade the trendy dog play where you're seeing respect to money, lay the points with Marshall, move the line in favor of the thundering herd, despite the fact that UConn is getting a slight majority of bets. Uh, this would also match as a betting system I wrote about in the VSIN Bowl Game Betting Guide. Pick it up if you haven't yet. It's got some great content. Also, as what I love is Brent Musburger, the legend. He's got picks on every bowl game. But anyway, I have a uh, system here called a bowl game severe line move. So if you move at least two points in your favor, minus 10.5 up to 12.5 here with this one. Uh, so far this season, those severe line move plays are 4-3 and three ATS, 57%. Nothing crazy, uh, but it is slightly profitable. Uh, but overall, if you look at the last five years, a bowl game severe line move is 48 and 35 ATS, 58%. So kind of speaking to the fact of, you know, when you get to these bowl games, obviously the odds makers have so much data on both teams, so many box scores to recreate that they set really good numbers at the outset. And if they move them, they're going to move them really because of big respective money coming in. So it tells me you do have some respective money here going with Marshall. Marshall does have the better offense. 24 points a game versus 20 for Connecticut, but it's really the defense of Marshall. They're only giving up 16 points a game versus 26 for UConn. It's also kind of a bit of a bit of a bet against for UConn. They're six and six, but they went nine and three against the spread this year. So UConn has really covered at a really high clip, whereas only six and six ATS for Marshall. So you kind of have that bias, almost a bet against a sell high on a team that's covered quite a bit because the public remembers that. They remember, hey. I, you know, who should I bet tonight with UConn Marshall? Oh, I remember betting UConn quite a bit this year, and they always cover for me. So, boom, I might as well bet them again. Again, that's kind of a biased play to bet against. They always want to, as a contrarian value-driven better, bet against the teams that cover a lot and bet on the teams that don't cover a lot, looking for that undervalued, overvalued standpoint. Aside from a little bit of a reverse line move to Marshall, also keep an eye on the total in this one. It opened at 40.5, really hasn't moved at all. It's still 40.5 here. Uh, both teams are good to the under. Marshall's 9-3 to the under. UConn is 7-4-1 to the under. And if you look at the under percentages, only 37% of bets are on the under, but it's taken into account 63% of the money. Uh, so it looks like a low bets, uh, higher dollars there played to the under. And I don't know if I mentioned this, but Marshall only getting 45% bets, but 80% of the money. So that's another good bet split toward Marshall if you're looking to lay the points there in the Myrtle Beach Bowl at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time today on ESPN. Football season is the best time of year to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Get access to hourly pro tips, best bets from VEASAN experts, 
daily articles, power rankings, and expanded digital content and tools to help you become a better better. Just go to vsan.com slash subscribe for more information. Josh's Sweats. For Josh's Sweats, my first sweat of the night, let's go back to that Monday Night Football showdown between the Rams and the Packers. And you know what, guys? I'm going to take the Rams. Give me the dog here in prime time. I'm on the Rams at plus seven. Kind of broke down this game here to start the pod this morning uh, on VEASAN Daily Morning Bets. But I'm going to take the points here for a couple reasons. Number one, line movement. You know, this game opened, Rams getting eight. Now they're down to plus seven. So on the one hand, you're saying, hey, I'm not really getting the best of the number. The line's kind of uh, moved quite a bit in my direction. But also, I want to be on the side of the smart money. I want to be on the side uh, of the team taking in the respected action uh, from wise guys here. So uh, this would classify as a big, sharp line move, plus 8 down to plus 7 in favor of the Rams. You still have the key number of 7. You would have obviously loved to target this, getting the hook at 7.5 or more. Uh, But aside from this big line move, it's also looking at the betting percentages. We talked about this, but this isn't like 80% of bets on the Rams. It's not a big public play, and yeah, you see the line move in their favor. This is 50-50. Public doesn't know what to do. So again, we mentioned earlier, but 50-50, theoretically in a vacuum, a line shouldn't move at all. But we know that even though tickets may be even, raw ticket counts, uh, it's telling us that, hey, those bigger, sharper wagers seem to be leaning the Rams. And I always give this example, but if there are 10 bets on a game, 5 bets on Team A, 5 bets on Team B, again, you would think the line would be right where it is. It's split down the middle. But what if the 5 bets on Team A are all dime betters, you know, $1,000 bets, and the 5 bets on Team B are all $5 bets? Who would you put your faith behind? You'd put it behind uh, Team A, in that case, the, the teams that are that are getting same amount of ticket count, but bigger wagers, more expensive wagers. Theoretically, they're coming from uh, betters who kind of know what they're doing and have a track record of success. So tells me respect the money going Rams here. We mentioned the betting systems as well. Those big dogs, woof, woof, plus seven or more, 30 and 18 ATS, 63%. Primetime dogs, saw another one with a G-Men cover last night, 60% ATS, McVeigh. As a road dog, 9-5 ATS, 64% correlative betting. Dog, uh, a bigger dog with a low total. It's also a good sign as well. And really, you know, it, on the one hand, it's Green Bay with Rodgers. They've only averaged 20 points a game this year. Uh, do they have the offense to cover this number? I, I'm not sure about that. And you also look at the Rams, even though they're kind of outside looking in with a playoff picture here. Baker Mayfield came in, gave them a little bit of juice. So now Mayfield uh, with a full week of practice behind his belt. Hopefully keeps this thing close. Can you lose by six or less? That is my goal here. I'm on the Rams. Plus seven, a primetime dog, a good line move with some good betting betting systems. Let's go Rams. Plus seven. My other Josh's sweat of the night, we got to talk some college basketball. So I wanted to fit this one in with college hoops. Today we have about 20 games across the board. I'm going to go with a kind of a sleepy game with a pretty good sharp line move. Give me Siena, the Siena Saints. They're at home against St. Bonaventure. I'm going to go Santa Saints on the money line at minus 115 or minus 120, depending on what book you're at. But the one that jumped out to me here with Siena, a couple reasons. Number one, it's kind of a low bet game. You know, no one woke up today on a Monday and said, I got to bet St. Bonnie's and Siena. No, it's kind of a low obscure bet game. But those games are the games that I like to target, the ones that are very low bet, that the public doesn't have a lot of interest in. But wise guys who map their own numbers, set their own, their own lines, they're playing off discrepancies. So they immediately hit Siena in a low bet game here, telling me it's kind of a pure sharp line move. Siena opened actually as a one-point dog at home. Now they flipped to one-point favorite or one-and-a-half-point favorite. So that is a dog-to-fave line move. always like those dog-to-fave line moves because it tells me, you know, in order to flip the designation of who should be favored, it takes a lot of respect to money to do that. Uh, so I like to follow that dog-to-fave line move. And then just some variables here for Siena. 
Uh, they're four, five, and one ATS versus the Bonnies, who are seven and four ATS. So it's kind of a buy low, sell high, bad ATS versus good ATS play. By the way, Sienna's five and five overall in the year. The Bonnies are six and five. Both teams have actually lost two straight games. Uh, but you do have a bad ATS, good ATS. Buy low, Sienna, they haven't covered a lot versus sell high with the Bonnies, who have covered quite a bit. Uh, you are also looking at a rest advantage. I know these are college kids, uh, but rest advantage, you haven't played for Sienna since the 11th. Uh, of December here, whereas the Bonnies played on the 16th. So to me, it's not really the rest as these young college kids. We remember, I'm 35 years old. I remember when I was in college, you had you know balanced energy here. So it's really not about getting extra rest. It's more of the practice time. So uh, basically, you're practicing in your gym with your coach. Your coach is probably riding you. You've lost two straight. That more practice time as you await and have try to get rid of that bad taste in your mouth, to me, that's the advantage. Uh, the practice time, not really the rest in, in, uh, in and of itself. They also get home road. Sienna's 2-1 at home. St. Bonnie's are 0-2 on the road. So always look at home court, uh, home or home court or home field in college or, or, or pro football, or sorry, or college football or college basketball. Uh, you tend to see uh, home road splits be more meaningful in college. These are younger kids where, again, hostile environments can uh, really negatively impact them, whereas pros are more used to it. Also, field goal percentage, 45% from the field, Sienna, only 42.5% for the Bonnie's, so a better shooting team. Offensively, you're averaging 71 points a game versus around 68 uh, for St. Bonaventure. And also, it is a low-bet game, but pretty good bet splits here. Only 35% bets on Siena, but they're taking into account 74% of the money. So pretty good bet split there in favor of Siena. So again, a day with uh, a bowl game, you know, uh, Monday Night Football. We have NHL, we have NBA. Uh, but this is a, kind of a low-bet game that caught my eye. Give me the Siena Saints on the money line, dog to fave at minus 115. That about does it for today's VEASAN Daily Morning Bets podcast on Monday, December 19th. But a reminder, we have so much going on right now in the sports betting world. Now, VEASAN, we're going to have you covered with everything that's going on. So uh, first thing you got to do if you haven't done it yet, sign up for the newsletter. It's called the VEASAN Daily. It's free to your inbox every morning. Best way to introduce yourself to VEASAN and have us keep you up with everything that's going on in the market and in that particular day of betting and at VEASAN in particular, I would sign up VEASAN.com slash newsletter. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at VEASAN live. You can find me at Josh underscore insights, uh, but I wish you the best of luck. Have a fantastic Monday. Enjoy the sweats. As a wise man likes to say, the Godfather of VEASAN, hopefully you can cash some tickets tonight because that's what it's all about. Enjoy the sweats, everyone. Good luck. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.